0: hello my friends and good thursday morning to you today is april 29th my name is roger and behind the scenes is my ever-present wife angie and together we make up the barnabas bridge thank you so much for being with us today folks and i hope you've been with us the previous days of this week because we've been talking about a really important subject and the question that we're asking this week is what does saving faith look like Uh, what that means is um, when we have saving faith through the cross of jesus christ what does that look like as the Holy Spirit works works on us and moves us down the road so uh the way we present ourselves, the way we talk the, our interests the, the things that we love, the things that um we are appalled by maybe uh, even uh, are getting closer and closer to that of the one that we call our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, we've been going with a subtopic all week, and yesterday we talked about the love uh, the love of God that comes into the life of believers. And, and it's a growing, uh, progressive nature of love for the people and our brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, people in the family of God. And I told you yesterday that we, there's uh, two sides of that love. Is that uh, the love that should be very easy for us, uh, um, loving our brothers and sisters, because the more that I grow like Christ and the more that you grow like Christ, the more that we're growing to be like each other. And so in the church, uh, love of each other should be a relatively easy thing for us to accomplish under the power of the Holy Spirit. But there's another part of love that God insists upon. And uh, Jesus tells us one time in the Sermon on the Mount that uh, everybody can love those people that are a lot like them, and people that approve of them, and people that they like. But it's a very difficult thing, but yet just as important for us to love everyone, even our enemies. And so that's what we want to talk about today is the the love outside of the church. And and I'll tell you, um, the word I think that we're going to look at kind of today is grace. Uh, Because when it comes to uh, loving people that are mm, different than us, maybe rude to us, maybe mean to us, uh, maybe even um, meaning us harm, we're still called to love them. And so we have to come with a lot of grace. I think uh, of a term that I've heard before, you know, from the world uh, about believers. And, and they say that we're a bunch of Bible beaters. <laughs> you ever heard that? Uh, yeah, I know that it's it's an exaggerated term and, and used more than it should be. Uh, and I know it for sure comes from folks who simply uh, want a reason or an excuse not to hear about our faith or hear about Jesus. But we all know that the reality of every good and, um, maybe we say, bothersome insult, there's also a bit of truth wrapped up inside of it. And so I think that when we talk about grace, all of us are lacking to a certain degree, but we should be so careful on how we present Jesus to the world. Christ, we read yesterday, when he was on earth, he said that the whole world is going to know about him, his love, if we love one another. But what good will that be if we just leave it in our church pew and we walk out into the world and no one hears of God's love or no one sees God's love inside of us? And I think what gets in our way is our our lack of grace at times. Even when we are well-meaning, when we're Bible beaters, Uh, we put a check on our life and say, is this exactly how Jesus would do this? And how would he present this? Well, that's a whole lot of talking, uh, but I think that in God's view of grace, it's not as the world um, sees it in, uh, oh, I'll give grace to somebody. That's, I let them slide when they offend me. But God isn't talking about grace in that way. In God's understanding of grace, it, it is true understanding of the person, of where they are. It's being able to offer compassion even if we are offended. And in when we are offended... It's quick to give forgiveness to all. And I'll tell you what, one of the ways to help us remember or to find grace, I think, is to remember the grace that God first gave us. And I think that that really plays out in Scripture as well. And to talk about grace today, I, I want to turn to Romans chapter 5, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 11. And, and and I think God says that remembering who we were and how far He has moved us down the line uh, might help us in the ter- idea of giving compassion and giving understanding and giving even forgiveness to those who we might even claim to be our enemies. In chapter 5, uh, verse number 1, God says, since in, this is Paul writing again, he says, therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith, into this grace in which we now stand. We are in a state of grace, not because we got good or we pleased God. It is because God loved us so much that He came to our rescue. We were rebellious sinners, but nonetheless, He had understanding, He had compassion, and He he had forgiveness. And so that is is the template that we're shooting for to, to rule in our life. The same kind of love that he had for us, we have for others. We give this grace because in verse number, skipping down to verse number 6, it says, You see, at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Grace The grace of God says, I understand, I have compassion, I have forgiveness, and there's nothing I won't do to come to your rescue. Verse 9, since we have now been justified by His blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through Him? Understanding that while we are unmerited in our forgiveness and the grace that we now stand, there are still many, many in this world who are in very much danger of facing the wrath of God. Let's keep that in mind for just a moment. For if when we were God's enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his son, how much more then have we been reconciled? Shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received grace and reconciliation. A clear understanding of our condition before Christ and who we have become after Christ, leads us to be more grace-filled with our attitudes and in the presence of a world that is full of lost sinners in danger of facing the same wrath that we deserved. If we remember who we were, what we deserved, and where we were headed, if not for God's love and mercy and grace in our life, shouldn't that compel us and really propel us into be more a grace-filled people? People who have saving faith are growing in grace in the hopes that when we walk into this world, they see God's love. And because of the presence of God's love in our life, we have the opportunity not to throw a Bible at them, but to simply hand them eternal hope by the name of, of, of our Savior, Jesus Christ. Folks, the love of the church for each other and the love of the brethren, the brothers and sisters, for a world of lost sinners. That is the church that Christ is looking for. That is the church that Christ died for. And that is the church that claims to be the bride of Christ. Saving faith, being filled by the Spirit, overflowing with love, and willing to give grace to all who may need a good word today. That's my hope for you. It's my prayer for me and Angie as we walk through this world. So folks, take care. We'll see you tomorrow. If you've got any questions about us, Please visit the Take care. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.